What's up, GWB Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, thank you for joining the herd today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This episode, we're talking about the hit TV show that's on Netflix called The Tiger King. And it's pretty fantastic just because it's wild. I think I, I talk about this in the episode. It takes a little bit of that, that crime mystery that people like. You know, that's why all these crime shows are on television. But it also takes like that element an element of just shock value of like reality TV. And it's like, no, this is real world. And they put it together. And it's just, it hits a time where the nation, where we're in a quarantine. And it's just like, man, this is this is the next thing. And it's wild. And so I have Nathan Dickens, who y'all know. Nathan's on the most recent episode. He's been on a lot of episodes. Um, good dude. And Asher uh, Griffith, who has Arcadia Coffee, which if you use the Great White Buffalo podcast, uh, code you get 40% off orders so use that support small business if you love coffee but anyways the, the episode is fantastic it's wonderful but we get a little we take a little different angle than just talking about just all the shock value we also talk a little bit about like the the mentality behind it and how like one person who thinks he's a king realizes his kingdom comes uh falling down in a lot of ways. So we get a little spiritual, and I just want to put a forewarning. This is a little bit of a darker episode because of the content. It does take some some turns, just like the show does. It talks about some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It talks about some adult-themed uh, and some 18-plus themes. So I would just caution you that if you're a young listener, maybe you shouldn't listen to this episode just because it talks about some darker elements of life but we don't get uh any crude or grossness in it it's just a dark element uh but it's a good episode it's a lot of uh, insightfulness it's fun just to listen to talk and discuss and if you have anything that you want to talk about the tiger king that maybe we missed dm us at the great buffalo podcast follow us on instagram and then of course as always we have a spotify and apple if you're on Apple, if you'll leave us five stars and write us a review, just really quickly takes less than two minutes. If you just did that, that would help us out tremendously. We love you, and we appreciate that we're just able to to put out uh, content for you, and we appreciate it. If there's anything that y'all need, just let us know. We're thinking about you, sending positive vibes and prayers your way during this time, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Great White Buffalo Tiger King Edition. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think the day is done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo, the great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield. What up, GWB Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mayfield. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a special episode here in the studio. I'm very excited. This episode may be the king of them all because that's a reference to what we're talking about today. But before we get there, I want to introduce my guest in my co-pilot, my Han Solo, my pilot right there. It's Mr. Nathan Dickens. What's up, Nathan? Hey, Oop. Nathan's been here for 45 episodes, and that's because we love what he has to say in his heart. And he's a, you're a really good podcaster. You know that? It's one of the sweetest things you've ever said to me, Ben. we got to think about it. Maybe we'll do our own show at some point. And then, the guest of honor, he is a man that I've known for many moons. He is a friend. He is a family member. It's Mr. Asher Griffith. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is what today's episode is semi about. If you have not seen the Tiger King documentary on Netflix, it is a great quarantine show. But it's also just a cool, you know, one of the first podcasts I listened to was S Town, which yep. was a, like a murder mystery so thing. Did you ever, mm-hmm. did you listen to it? Small Town Murder. Yes. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. S Town. It's like on USA. No, I'm, you never heard of that. No, it's I'm, about this I'm a Gen Z. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, and then there's another one that was called Serial. Was another one that I listened to. They're both yep. crime podcasts, and they're so captivating of like the mystery and the different mm-hmm. angles behind it. It's like, whoa, that's why you know Law and Order is such a big show, or CSI. Yep. You know, all these crime dramas because people love to figure out mystery. Uh, and the other thing that's happened in the last couple of years are documentaries have mm-hmm. been huge. Blackfish was a huge documentary about SeaWorld. Um, there was a, a couple more documentaries I can't think of. Some are like good things about the sushi world. What's the one about sushi? Oh my I know gosh. exactly what you're talking about, but um, I, can't I can't remember the it. name of Someone's it. Someone's probably yelling at the it car was, right it, was, uh, it was about that guy who, it's like the most expensive sh- sushi or yeah, whatever, but he, small. You, you have to make a reservation like at least a year in advance to get in to eat. And to do it. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy. Our buddy Avery was really into that. And so... What I love about this Tiger King documentary slash it's like kind of a crime aspect to it is it meshes the two worlds together. I think that's why mm. it's so like magical. Yeah. And we're all in quarantine, so it's like, what can we talk about? What can we do? Oh, this is interesting, and it's so bizarre. Yeah, the it was yeah. Oh, it's Hero Dreams of Sushi. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um, but it's interesting. I was talking to roommate Noah. Um, Shout out to Noah What's about up, Noah? about Tiger King when he and Nathan had watched it and Josh and myself had not, and he was like, honestly, I think the people the reason that people are so drawn to it right now is because it kind of makes our life seem normal Ooh. with how with how crazy it is. It's yeah. like okay, well, that's at least my life is yeah. not that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's not that exotic. And so, if you don't know, the main character or the person that they follow, it's not even a character. This is a real person. These are real people. But the way that their life is lived and the way it's portrayed on the show, it seems like it's a Joe Dirt-esque mm-hmm. character. Like, oh, it's not real. It's probably like, you know, a fiction. No, this person's real. Very much real. Joseph Schreivogel Maldonado Passage. That is his full name. Um, and he's called in the show Joe Exotic. That's like his self-proclaimed name. Yeah. Um, and it's this guy who owned a zoo and loved tigers and has tons of them. But that's like just the surface of like what he is there as a tiger zookeeper. Yeah. As the episodes reveal, there's like more layers to each and everything. And then it gets like deeper, deeper into this rabbit hole. Yeah. So what were some of the things that like were like, I don't know, something that like caught your like, whoa. I mean, the first, I would say 10 minutes of the first episode, they throw so much at you that you're yeah. like, I, this can't be real. Yeah. Like how, how is all this, like how is all of one of these things coming together? Well, I remember that initial clip that they put in the trailer that talks about how many, um, Tigers there are in captivity in the United States versus how many there are left in the wild. Um, But then I just remember, because I made Nathan come over to watch it, and it was this, it was at the very beginning, him saying that at one point he had 187 tigers. And I just remember thinking, 
That's an insane amount. And then come to find out, they like, eat a lot too. But then come to find out, ten minutes later, it's like thousands and thousands, and just as like this insane, I can't even fathom kind of thing. I um, uh, this might sound bad. I'm not trying to alienate any listeners there, but it reminded me a little bit of high school. <clears throat> just like kind of like the the nugget mentality of like <laughs> getting out of you know North Georgia mountains, White County, Delonica, you know Dawson County, and I was like, man, I like some of the the not Joe Exotic himself, but some of the employees that were working there was like, oh, I went to high school with somebody like that. Oh, I went, I know someone who's kind of like that. Yeah, not bad people, but just like characters that you wouldn't see unless they were tweaked yeah. out and you know doing the things that they do. Uh, one of the things that too was he developed a a hate for this girl named uh, with this lady named Carol Baskins who owns a Florida zoo or it's a sanctuary. sanctuary big yeah. cat rescue yeah. Carol Baskins yeah and but Joe's big problem was she charges a mission for her sanctuary to do almost exactly what he does but what she's doing is noble. And what he's doing is not noble. Well, That's yeah, what well, I was... because he's breed, he was breeding cats, and and you're not supposed to breed cats. And her sanctuary isn't a zoo in the sense of like he he acquired the animals for the purpose of the zoo, and he and, sells and animals too. Sells them, and he's and and he's using them for profit, making uh, breeding them and and selling those cats illegally. Yeah. And her thing is that she acquires the cats. Um, because it's a sanctuary for people that have like they buy big cats, um, but after a couple months, like I can't, th- this thing's getting dangerous. I can't yeah. keep it in my house. She takes them in as a sanctuary, and she doesn't breed them. She's not trying to trade them out. So she, you know, because it still takes money to run her right. thing, and so she's she's needs money to take in so she can feed the animals, so she can keep the lights on, do all that, and th- like that's kind of the big difference between the sanctuary and owning a zoo. You're it's kind of. Um, Kind of like for profit, non profit businesses. Right. You still got to bring in money. You still got to raise money. But to in stuff, Joe, but in Joe Exotic's eyes, it was not that way. Yeah, well, and she was trying to get. She was trying to get the per, like uh, uh, private zoos shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he took like big offense to that. Which there will be an insane amount of spoilers in this episode. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Here yeah. we go. Um, so just a heads up if you haven't seen it, it will all be revealed. But um, I would like. Thinking about that and thinking about the difference between Carol and Joe, one of the most sad things is that at the very, very end, they show a clip of Joe from at the very beginning when he was starting um, the GW Zoo and him talking about, like, we ha- like this is not a home oh, for them. Like, we should, like, they're being bred here and we, we can't have that. Like, this needs to be. A refuge for the ones that are here, but we need to put an end to it. Um, like literally, those words yep. coming out of his mouth at the very beginning of him owning the he zoo. He named it after his brother too that died yeah. in a yeah, car wreck. They had a dream about doing that. Yeah, and so very sad. And like you see how it kind of progressed to where it had gotten yep. of like it being a money like a money pit, like but also making a ton of money. Um, and so going from. You could definitely see it going from him actually caring about the cats. Well, to... it went from you know he he um, he came out as gay, um, and, and his father 
did not like that at all. And his mother made him promise yeah, not to come to his yeah, funeral. And and so he tried to drive off a, a bridge to kill himself and he ended up like paral not paralyzing, but breaking his back. Yeah. And so he went to this recovery place down in Florida and the the person that uh, was kind of his sponsor or whatever that he lived with owned big cats and he fell in love with them because they 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 showed so much love and attention to him and he fell in love with them. And so he wanted it to have a sanctuary. And you could see that, especially at the beginning and what you're saying, Asher, at the end of the documentary, documentary when they show the beginning, he had a true love and affinity for big cats and taking care of them and, and doing it the right way. But just like everything, money and power can corrupt. And, and he, you can see the progression, because the, the documentary was over five years, I think. You can see the progression of how it just it shifted and I'm drugs were all in that like that yeah, that, oh yeah, that drugs played a lot a huge but, part. but it's it's one of those things it's like you can see how priority shifted and you can see towards the end of the documentary where it wasn't the love of it anymore like he still loves some of the cats I do believe but I do believe that he 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 lost his passion he lost sight of what he was doing and why he was doing it he was just trying to make money at that point and and with everything going on in his Kind of love for himself and pride, it it just crumbled. Yeah, dang, dude. It, and it was, it was crazy because like it was in Oklahoma, which I thought was really weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is one of the things that the Doc Antle, mm-hmm. um, I'm pronounce his last name right, was like. You know, Carol Baskins is in Florida, which is a tourist place. Myrtle Beach, where his is at, is a yeah. tourist place. Who goes to Oklahoma to go <laughs> to see a zoo? Yeah. Was he at Myrtle like, Beach or Charleston? He's he was Myrtle Beach. He's Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Beach? Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, I've actually driven past it before. Oh, really? I've never been there. Oh, I don't think I may have been there actually at some point, but didn't realize that it was a private place. Thus, yeah. probably thought it was a zoo, but definitely did not pay three hundred something dollars. So I don't know what that oh, yeah. price was. I, I wonder if that's uh, that must be for like the VIP, like package, the VIP package and like touching, like holding the cubs and stuff yeah. like that. My parents probably put like the twenty dollar. Yeah, package. just walk through the zoo. Just <laughs> walk through. Yeah, kill a couple hours. But anyways, and so that was kind of weird. Like where you where you chose to do it, and then him building it was was kind of crazy. Like um, you know, it was a little bit here, a little bit there, and then he like pulled in, which I thought was. This is kind of the heartbreaking part. I thought it was cool that he was picking people of unique characters of like you as know, his employees. His employees yeah. of like, you know, hey man, I know you've had some hard times. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to give you a job and put you to work. And I felt like a lot of those people that were working there have had people look down upon them on society of like, oh, you're less than me. Like, you know, you're garbage. And Joe was like, dude, I don't care who you are. You love tigers, and can you show up, and can you work, and like that kind of built that community, that family. Well, there, there's a part of it that, that I, I think cool. I think was good, but I also think the the underlying motive there was that they would work for whatever because he didn't like right. they had nothing, so it, they were easy to manipulate. they were easier well, easier to manipulate. He didn't have to pay much. I mean, did you see their living quarters? They like, showed oh how bad God. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, so, that's well, that's, well, when I first when I'm, when I'm yeah, trying right. to say when I first saw, it, I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. And then they went to the where they were living, which was very, oh. um, it was disturbing that people were able to live. And you know, honestly, outside of Joe Exotic, people live like that. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's kind of sad. That's that poverty. You know, 
we were talking about earlier in a different episode, Lumpkin County is a Title One schools, and there's a lot of people in the Appalachian area yeah. that live in poverty like that. But it was, and then it was like, ooh, and then he didn't pay them a whole lot, well, and then they like, yeah. there's that, and then talking about John and Travis, his his husbands. Yeah, so he has um, two husbands who are a lot younger, which he had a fourth um, before mm-hmm. those two that is in prison yeah. for murder, but. Um, that talking about like both of them were like proclaimed straight men, but that they both had a meth dependency and he could provide the meth. And he would buy them whatever trucks, whatever guns, whatever they wanted. Talking, and then it, I mean, that, that motif continued on. He got him in young and he was able to kind of manipulate, which I'm not saying if, if you marry, you know, again, the betrayal of the, of the show was that his power manipulated or warped their perception. Yes, yes, it wasn't. It wasn't again just because you marry, you know, older or younger. I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, but the the way he went about it, right. you could tell. Like it, it wasn't at the, at first sight. The first couple episodes, you're like, okay, that's kind of like whatever. But then you start hearing why they did it and you see that behind and and it was a way that he could control and manipulate them. Yeah. It wasn't out of just love. And like one of the husbands was seeing girls on the side because they both were. But but the but his first husband um in the show was sleeping with a bunch of girls and she he ended up getting the front desk girl pregnant. <laughs> yeah. The other one was was seeing other girls but okay. he never got anyone pregnant. Speaking of which, uh I'm not I know we're jumping around a little bit on the on the show, but if you've seen the show you kinda you can follow along. If you haven't seen the show, please still listen to our podcast because we love you. Is the guy who was his campaign so eventually Joe Exotic decides to run for office. He runs for president and then um, that doesn't work out so then he runs for governor of Oklahoma, yep. which is crazy. So I've seen this guy before, and I didn't realize I had seen it because yeah. I watched yeah. um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Like I yes. watch his clips. It comes out every Monday, and it's his, ep- his monologue. is about 20 minutes. It's, each episode is a different topic. Yeah. And I watched his. It was about third-party candidates, and it was like crazy person, crazy person. And then it's like, oh, we even had this guy named Joe Exotic from Oklahoma, and it showed one of his campaigns. I was like, yeah. oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like I'd seen him before, mm-hmm. two years before this this yeah. came out, and uh, and so he ran for this office. But the guy, I say all that because he had this guy who was a libertarian like campaign person, and they showed the footage of him sitting in the office. You know where I'm going with this? Yes. And he's sitting in the office there, and I did not see this coming. They're talking about how one of his husbands, the second or the second third Travis, well, the, yeah, Travis, the second yeah. one that they show on the show. Who's a little younger than Joe, mm-hmm. or uh, way younger than Joe, younger than the first husband, too, I think. Yes, he was like 30 years younger than Joe. Yeah. Um, and so Travis has got some type of depression or something. Well, I mean, he, like, he did meth, like, he was on yeah, meth, heavy. like, they did the cocaine. Too. Yeah, just a lot of drugs. And then getting to the point where he was just, like, so done with it. And, um, yeah. He, he commits suicide. Yeah, on footage, like well, I was like, you can't see him. Yeah, but you see the guy, the campaign manager, talking to him, and going like, whoa, 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 and then, yeah, and then there's like a flash, and then yeah, 
And it's like, holy sm- It just got real. Mm-hmm. That's where I was talking about, like, you know, where it felt like you know, these are characters yeah. versus real yeah. people. That went from, like, these are all just wild characters to, oh, no, this is real. Yeah. Oh. Well, and the, and the thing for me is that as the documentary, pro- documentary progressed is that I felt it got progressively darker and darker. Absolutely. And for me, the only thing that could come to mind uh, was just, like, this is what a life without God is really like. Without Ooh, grace, without it. mercy, without love, like, without... Uh, boundaries without all that, like that's what that's what hell looks like, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's it's sad in a way because a lot of these people like they just had some problems. They were trying to find answers. They were trying to find love. I believe that even the main characters, like the I I think Joe, like at the beginning, you know, it seemed like he really cared. He had purpose in life, all this stuff. But they just lose their way and they lose hope and they lose sight of things, and it it just. It, it got really dark for me where it's like I had to finish it because I started and I was like yeah. involved in it. But it was one of those things that like I almost didn't want to have to watch rest because it just, I just afterwards, I'd, I'd yeah. have to watch The Office or something because well, it just yeah. felt so dark. There was like, there were those things like, I mean, the suicide, like the drug abuse, like the girl like got that. her arm bit off by a tiger. Yes, the girl getting her arm yeah. bit off by the tiger. Goodness. But like, God. also in talking about like unlimited everything, like in our culture, individual. You have access to unlimited whatever. Um, talking about like Doc Antel, but also Joe and yeah. um, freaking uh, Jeff Lowe. But all of them being polygamist, like all of them having multiple yeah. spouses, all of them having mm, like true. Um, open relationships and just like that kind of the same thing, searching for something to fill them up and like them having that ultimate freedom of like, you know what, I, we're going to... Literally, he had a triple wedding where he got married to Travis and John, like yeah. at the same no, time. Pink, uh, pink shirts and, and ties. Pink shirts. Well, that's the whole idea. Is like you have they had they were their own gods. They were their own kings. They were their own rulers. Their own masters. Their own like I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. And and in that, what's really interesting is that you, you see that you can use your freedom for good or for bad. And they were using their freedom that they thought that they had freedom that was going to like be great and liberating and like, I can do whatever, I'm going to do whatever and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, however that looks, but it ended up being at their own, their own demise. Well, the one character I feel like, and I watched a separate podcast after this came out, uh, Doc Annell went on Theo Vaughn's podcast. He's going to be on our podcast soon enough. Um, <laughs> we're trying to get some big guests here, y'all. But he was on that show and... You'd have to change your name to Great White Tiger. <laughs> the Great White Tiger? Yeah, and then you'd be there. Um... But he kind of made it sound like, oh, no, it was, it was blown out of proportion. But he's the one that you're talking about, someone who like believes he's his own god or his own king. That dude is not doesn't have the, the, the drugs yeah. and the problems that Joe had, but has the exact same mentality of that he is his own king in his own kingdom. And, dude, that guy's like kind of like... Ugh. His name, Bhagavan, like I'm pretty sure it's a self-given name, means Lord. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's also not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He, he has a mystics arts, like something that doctorate he got. Doctorate is what it's proclaimed as. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it's a kidding? proclaimed doctorate, or is it an actual doctorate I, from a, a like, institute? It is not accredited. Okay. No, he, it's something he got offline um, that okay. made him. It's like being ordained online. But honestly, like, like at, that point, at that point, I wouldn't like. When you have like that kind of like reach and stuff, you could call yourself a doctor. And, no, like, but but what, what I'm trying to say is he wants the the prestige yes. and the title yes. without actually having to do the work. Yeah, 
And it's like, yo, bro, as someone who's get, currently getting his doctorate, mm-hmm. it's not easy, okay? And I want to quit, and I probably will quit at some point, <laughs> um, and I'll be a financially in the hole. But, like, dude, I, if I just went around, it's like, now you got to call me Dr. Ben. Like, you just got to do it. And it's like, what's your doctorate in? Well, that's why yeah. That's why you can kind of see him. He's he, The thing is, he's not dumb. He's a very smart very man. Very smart. And so, like, he calls himself Doc. You know, he doesn't try to put doctor or at least I haven't researched enough. I don't yeah. know if he puts it on his website, but it's more like it seems like a nickname, Doc This. But he he can still kind of tote the idea of like, well, I got a doctorate, but just call me Doc. Like, he's a smart man in how he he does things. And in a way, it almost feels a little manipulative mm-hmm. um, it, because it's... it's Well, like when the Congress are looking to protect tigers... He brought tigers to Congress and That's let, what him, I'm saying. And let him play with them. He's like, smart. you want to ban this? He's smart because he knows how to play into people, and he knows people's feelings. Like, he's not a dumb guy by any means, but he definitely, it's one of those things that almost seems like he's too intelligent for his own good. Like, he can mm-hmm. he, he can wield that power and that pride and all his, that type His of son stuff. has, like, 14 million followers. Golly. Does he really? Yeah, because his son's, like, they call him, like, Tarzan. You know, the one with the uh, long hair that's in the documentary? Yeah. yeah. He's shirtless all the time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like one of them's a doctor, genius, Zeus. The other one's Hercules over there, Tarzan. Yeah. So, all right, guys, get off your own high horse a little bit. Mm-hmm. But so back to the little, well, he's, he's, he is a part of the podcast. And he's kind of the mentor for Joe. Joe talks about how he's his mentor and how he would ask him questions and things. So I think it's kind of like that mentality from Doc is on Joe's mind, but the the execution and the intelligence to do some of the things that maybe the lessons isn't there. And so that's why you see both of them who are kings of their own world, one of them fails horribly, one of them doesn't, because even though they have the same mindset and ambition, one of them has the execution, one of them doesn't. Right. So, um, the next big part was there was a guy that was on the podcast who was originally going to do a reality TV show. He does, I thought he was the documentary guy, and he was like talking about his own documentary. Yeah. But no, he was a reality TV show guy, and he like did hours and hours of footage. And this was like the past five years that the documentary was. This was 10, 15 years ago. He'd been ago. doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah, did it for a while. And then they had his own studio where Joe Exotic did his own newscast. He did his own music. did all these things in the studio, and he ran it for them. And then one day, it burned down, like this huge fire. Yeah. And originally, they thought maybe it was Carol Baskins or PETA. But then Joe was like, no, it was him that did it. And like this, like, what do y'all think about that? Like, I, who do you think burned? I think it was kind of, I think it was Joe. Oh, you think Joe did I it? Do, I do think it was Joe, actually. Because if you look at it. he was he at was, a funeral. Well, he, he was at a funeral in Chicago. But the thing was, is that he was going through a lot of financial difficulties and uh, all the t- and Carol Baskins was looking for someone to essentially kind of like, kind of betray Joe and 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 tell them information of like how can we stop this dude? And because they have been recording for years and years and years and years, they had so much evidence on him right. that could get him animal abuse, and animal like, like re- all those things. And so I think he had someone do it while he was gone, mm-hmm. so that way it didn't look like him. He could get some insurance money to to rebuild, but then all because here's the thing, it was everything in that room, footage, files, and all that was for that show. It could really bring him down, and I think he was able to get one of the employees or someone, you know, one of his husbands. Well, and and here's the thing: think about 
you know, he's hiring people that are kind of uh, below the rate, or like they've had records in the law, but he finds people randomly that he can pay a little bit to do stuff. If he had found some random traveler said, I'll pay you however much, just go burn down this building. No one will ever know it's you. You can skip town, do it. Like, who knows? You know, like he could have done anything that way, but I definitely think it was him for insurance money and to destroy, more so destroy uh, evidence that could that could bring him down. Yeah. What do you think? I think, I mean, that's when I was watching it, that's what I was thinking is that that would make the most sense that like, I don't know, maybe someone had it out. I mean, there were... Because pl- the producer was like, I would make so much money off this. Exactly. Why would I burn this down? Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and thinking about like, I mean, he had an accomp... That Rick Kirkham had an accomplished career as a reporter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, it was just, he was like, it's sometimes really hard to film reality TV show, but like he literally made it so easy because he was like, always make sure the cameras are running. I'm going to always give you good content. And he did. And like, I mean, thinking back to it, like if that was a reality TV show, I probably like would have watched it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, for sure. And Rick, Rick even talked about, he said, this was my retirement. Right. Like I put yeah. everything into this. Why would I destroy my retirement? <laughs> like, why would I like, that makes no sense to me. I'm get, I'm not going to gain anything from it because earlier if you remember joe wanted to like before he left he went to go see his lawyer or something because mm-hmm. rick and him had a like a, a some sort of dispute mm-hmm. and he wanted to have like the rights of the show or the money from the show or all yeah. that and, and he was rick, like i own you and rick was like no no i like i this is mine like i we we had this deal this is what it says and the even his lawyer pretty much said like there's nothing we can do and he said do you hear me joe he's like oh i hear you and so that's right. why I think, you know, Joe kind of snapped and was like, okay, I got to do this. There is something, though, about documentary. We, t- we teach it in school, like in social studies, mm-hmm. teaching you to read from the perspective to accept the bias that that writer had um, when we're reading history. And so I think that there's definitely the possibility of like, I mean, the director could essentially spin it to look however he wanted it to but um it it was sketchy some fun fact uh rick rick kirkham's house burnt down mysteriously six months after the show like all of the recordings for the reality tv show burnt down the studio that he had all this stuff burnt down and then his own personal house also burnt down in texas his own personal house six months later got burnt down um, and he then moved to Norway, uh, where he currently resides. So I don't know. Ooh, that's a little sketch. There's whoa, that is that is definitely different. Um, I did not expect that because I was thinking that Joe was getting pressured to get money because he was getting sued by Carol Baskins, and then he was like, "Hey, I want that gold mine of my reality TV show," and Rick was like, "Bump that." Because yeah. oh, well, if I can't have it, no one's gonna have it. By God, yeah. And then he just burn it down. Well, I think you bring up a good point, Asher, is that like documentaries spin things however they want people to see it. So, I mean, I remember when we watched, uh, what, was, what was the documentary about um, the guy up uh, up north that him and his uh, nephew were in jail right now for the murder of, uh, it was huge on Netflix. Oh, um, um, uh, making a murder. Making a murder. Making yeah, a murder. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can kind of see how on the Netflix documentary, it makes it seem like they're innocent. Like there's no way. That, and and I, I can see how that can be very frustrating for those who know 
all the information that you can spin things the way that you want them to look. And so, you know, that's where it, but it's... beyond reasonable doubt, if you're in the jury, yeah, you well, have reasonable doubt now. That's where, you know, I watch this and I'm like, how, like, you know, it, it's so easy to, to claim this or that, but then it's, it, I'm kind of waiting to sit back and see what news comes out There's or what gonna things be more, come dude. out that say, okay, this is what really happened. This Here are these things. To be honest with you, though, okay, well, I don't want to j- jump too far ahead here. So that was that was one of the first big things. The second thing was he hated Carol Baskins, like, a lot. He went on these rants, and, these, and yes. which is captured on footage of him, like, cursing her out and, right. you yeah. know, threatening her or whatever. He goes to Florida and, like, goes and... Uh, dresses up as a rabbit because yeah. she like was killing rabbits to feed tigers or whatever, and did all these things. And then the, the like one of the episodes, like episode four or five, whatever, jumps this entire narrative from Joe Exotic. It jumps this narrative to just Carol, and it talks about how she got started. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, whole new obstacle here of who is this Carol person? Mm-hmm. How did she get to where she was? Yeah, you know her husband, her late husband was married to another family and all of a sudden left his daughters and wife to marry Carol. And then Carol and him were married for, I don't know how many years, but um, a couple of years. And then he mysteriously, like, uh, mister, misterly, mysteriously, mysteriously, <laughs> thank you. He's getting um, his doctor. Yeah, he's getting his doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can't pronounce anything. It's not in English. Mysteriously uh, disappears and then she's able to use this small fortune that he has. Yeah. To open up this, you know, tire stuff. A, I mean, it was a pretty decent sized fortune. And it was like millions of dollars. Yeah, right? and I mean, it was, that, that's, I feel like, a big part. Small fortune is like 100000 This, this uh, is a fortune. Yeah, talking about, like, being able to spin things a certain way, but also, like, to be able to kind of, like, open up this doubt in you about, like, I mean, the whole time... It being like, is Joe is Joe the protagonist or antagonist? Is Carol yes, the protagonist yes. or antagonist? And there being that kind of like, is literally, Jeff, I Jeff have Lowe no too. idea. God, screw that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, that's all I get hated about. He just looks like a freaking middle schooler. Well, oh, but you're, you know, the person that threw me off the most with the Carol Baskin. So that the family, I could get that. Okay, they're gonna hate this lady. You know, that broke up their family or whatever. But it was the lawyer of her late husband. When he was being interviewed, some guy who like clearly didn't really want to be on camera, but they were asking him questions. He's like, you know, what do you think that happened? He's like, nah. Well, I mean, and, I, and it's like, oh, wait. For, that for me, the lawyer, the uh, his old assistant, and his yeah. whole family, I, I can understand how you would be mad because uh, she broke up your family unit mm-hmm. and all that. But for all of them to out and get on a documentary and say. We really think that she killed um, our dad. You gotta have That's, some. That you've got to really either like because you can get. I don't know if you can get sued for defamation for that. I don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying you're getting a lot of like heat for that for saying that. And and she, you know, she kept a lot of their money and and all this type of stuff that. Even if I feel the, like the they will would, was written, and I feel like yeah. they would be just as mad with their father, and I don't know if they would just come out just because they're mad at her because she broke up their family years ago. I mean, all these ladies are, are right. older, thirty mm-hmm. years ago, and so I don't think they would just come out and be like, you know, oh, we're still 
angry enough that we're just going to claim murder on because they they still mm-hmm. have love for their dad or whatnot, yeah. and so. You know, and then you just start seeing some of the the domestic disputes that were mm-hmm. going on, and it just it just seems a little that her it, brother was working the same day that he disappeared, and they don't really talk, and they haven't really. They, it's 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 yeah. very suspect at 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 least. Um, and I and I did I actually asked one of my friends who's a lawyer, um, and to have the will written as. Or disappeared, I think, yep. or something like that was yep. the, the wording of it. He's like, no, 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 that's not a thing. Well, and that's, and People that's don't they, do that. That's what they said in the documentary. They were like, like, that's extremely weird wording. Like, no one, no one ever says that. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> so, yeah. So. Yeah. And I would say, like, do you think he's in Costa Rica? Because they referenced that he went there a bunch. Right. Or do you think he's murdered? I don't. What would I don't know what he would have had to gain from like going to Costa Rica. He like because he would have taken all of his animals with him. He wanted to open up a zoo there, but he wouldn't. I I don't think because here's the thing. Him so going. Where to, did he go? Do you think? I her think brother he's, no, no. Killed I th- her? think she I, killed it. I don't know what happened, but I think he's dead. Because here's the thing: she kept all the money. I mean, if he was just disappearing somewhere, why would he disappear? Not keep his money? Like he would reappear yeah. and be like, no, I, he wouldn't even disappear. He would just leave. Yeah. And, and take all his apparently, money. And, and apparently he was. And he had filed yeah. for that restraining order that got denied and things like that, that it was like... Mm. And the way that Carol Baskins is... Like, the way that she comes across... Her demeanor, she's dude. She's creepy. And she's she's kind of oh, that person that, that would kill you smiling. Like, is the way that you, like, see her, like, well, the I way don't want to cool be in a the way, yeah. the way that she fields all of the, like, comments made about her, she's like, oh, that's just so crazy. Yeah, it's just... That. It's just... Me a murderer? Oh gosh! And then her, and then her and her husband, her current husband, oh, they 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 Howard. met and they got married within like the first couple days or yeah. something. And yeah. it 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 just, I don't know. It just seems uh, it, it seems very fishy. And it seems at least from what the documentary puts out, is that the police work seemed very slow and not thorough. Yeah. And her brother was on the police force. Yeah. And she tries to mask it as like, oh, well, because she says like, oh, I, I haven't talked to my brother in forever. And like, we don't really talk that much. We're not really that close. But then she called him that night or something and got yeah. a ride from him at like 4 a.m. Right. Alibi, and it, baby. It's, to me, it's like, wait, you're not close with your brother. You don't talk. And again, that could be very much edited to make it seem that way. But it just seems... It, it seems it definitely seems pretty fishy. I thought I saw, and I don't know, y'all can correct me, uh, but I thought I saw a news report that was saying that the the, the, the sheriff reopened reopened the case, the case mm-hmm, and yeah. they're going to like right. look into that more. But I mean, if you I, and I don't know how all this works. It's been but, so long. What are you going to find? I mean, unless uh, someone said, "Oh, she," you know, she threw the body in the um, septic tank. Now I feel like if she threw a whole body in a septic tank, they they'll be able to find something there. But I I don't think if if they didn't find any because you know and she here's the thing the, she was talking about the meat grinder you know yeah, some yeah, people yeah. said oh meat well grinder. you chopped them up put in the meat grinder and all that. fed it to the tiger and and apparently from what I saw was they they showed in the documentary a huge meat grinder but apparently she has a smaller one. And so she was upset by that because she was like, our meat grinder's not very big. and But apparently they didn't even look at the meat grinder to see if there was any traces of DNA or hair or anything like that. But, I, I mean, if she fed it to the tigers and she was able to grind him up and get the bone, to like, 
I feel like the Tigers right. could eat it and dispose of it, and they would. You would never know. I I think I don't know. I think if for her to pull it off, I don't think she. I think she, maybe she killed him, and then she called her brother and said, "Oh crap! I just messed up. What am I gonna do?" And the brother's like, "Dude, I'm not gonna make you go to prison for the rest of your life." And so I don't know if they would feed them to tigers because like. But they are. I think that just makes bones, good TV. They are in swampy um, areas, and so uh, they it dump it in been the swamp, swamp, and then you get been, gators. I mean, I you don't never think, know. I think that's why she's so confident, because she knows, yeah. no, he's not in the septic tank, because what do you think, I'm going to put him in a poop tank? And then I think she knows, well, I didn't feed him to my tigers, because that's going to be on my land, and people will go look, because <laughs> bones don't, you know, will be there. So they probably just drove off to Middlesome, you know, they're in the, the near the uh, Everglades, and just... Throw them in a the swamp with a little alligator and let the alligators eat them. Never gonna find them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like that's I feel like that's why she's so like okay. And it's been thirty years. Having my uh, ex girlfriend's father uh, was a what do you call someone who works at a morgue or at a, a mortician? Yeah, he's a mortician. Um, well, a he worked at a, he worked at a funeral home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I went with him one time to cremate someone, and um, like that's wild, dude. It that. That's definitely a way to that, be like. That's the most hey, ideal. Uh, but I say that to say in talking about disposing and like being confident in like, oh, like I can I can deny all of this because I know that you will never figure it out. Like if it is true, talking about Doc Antle, he has an on-site crematorium like at their place, and so yeah, all of the accusations of him like euthanizing. Uh, cubs after they get out of the cub stage and can't do cub pettings and they just become full grown. Him euthanizing them, then cremating them so that there's no remains, is. Do you think he does that? Yeah, I do. Oh wow! I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, if yeah, you have yeah. your yeah. crematorium, yeah. Why, why do you need that? Why would you have that on your property? If, I mean, you're a freaking zoo. And if it like if it was, is it spending his uh, hobbies? Well, if it was a thing where like when our tigers die. Or when any of our animals yeah. die, we just, I mean, we they die, we bury them. Like, that's, I feel like that's normal. I feel like it is a little, it, it raises, a and lot that's of where, these things, they just raise questions. That's where he could be, yeah. ri- again, Doc is not a dumb guy. He seems very intelligent that he could spin it in the way of like, hey, our animals die, and when they die, we don't want to bury them. We're right near the ocean. We would, ra- we don't, you know, they, I'm sure he has a lot of land, but he'd still probably be like, we'd rather cremate them and do that. And so it's easier for him to sell the idea of having a crematorium like right there that he can just have. I do think, too, because listening to his, him on the podcast, I got a little more insight to what he is. I don't think he has a cult there, to be honest with you. Um, just listening to, like, seeing the pictures and then talking to Theo Vaughn, some of the things. I think... Cause they, I don't know her, her name, but they had like a former employee there. If I and I could be wrong, obviously, I'm just for my own inference or what I'm picking up on it is the summer camp vibe. And this is what I'm, I'm not saying it's anything like summer camp, but you know how in summer camps people get really close. Sometimes there's camp goggles, like yeah. camp goggles being yeah. when we work together. You mm-hmm. know, you like that person because that's the only person you see. Little right. tunnel vision. We get that Wesley goggles, whatever yeah. you know listening goggles and i think from listening to her and then seeing the pictures and then listening to him afterwards i feel like at that little uh, zoo whatever you call it uh private zoo 
there may have been some goggles going on at that zoo with the staff because, like, well, it's it a summer sense. staff. And maybe they see each other all the time. I mean, it makes sense because think about it. Because he even says, like, when you come here, you work seven days a week, 12-hour days. And they yeah. get paid, like, what, $100 a week? Yeah, it was so something, it was something his, his ridiculous. Was, his yeah. was a little more than Joe Exotics, but, but even not much. But even still, it is like this, they are the gods of their kingdom and... It's about them having the power, the name, and the money. And, like, that that's what is the kind of, like, just sad, unsettling part is that it seems like so many of, like, the workers are, like, I mean, like, taken advantage of. Yeah, and like, absolutely. But let me ask you this. Just playing a little devil's advocate here. How many days a week do y'all work at a summer camp? Oh, I mean, it's six days a week. When, when, you, when you break down the hours, yes. are you getting paid way below minimum wage? Yes. Absolutely. But do you enjoy what you're doing? Do you feel like you're serving a higher purpose? Absolutely. So that's why you take those sacrifices with the camps, with the summer camps. I'm not trying to call out. No, that's valid. But that's what I feel like. Some of these people are like, yeah, I work 12 hours days. I don't make a lot of money. But what I'm doing, I feel like it's a higher calling. I'm serving these animals. Mm. You know, that's kind of the, I'm trying yeah. to do like a little mirror, no. mirror there. Um, I would say on some point the summer camp and the summer ends, you know, and you move forward. Some of this is kind of like EE staff um, in 4-H and University of Georgia. It's called environmental education, and they work fall and spring seasons, and you have these people who will work just seasons and yeah. seasons, and they get kind of that entrapment. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I can see both ways of like, yeah, maybe he does have a little bit of a cult, but also I don't think it is to the point of like, Waco or something like that. Well, where the, it's like the a cultish huge vibe cult. yeah. that that you get is because mm. and and whether it's right or wrong, Netflix Netflix shows like he's got multiple wives mm. and they M- show multiple girlfriends. Okay, multiple girlfriends. Um, and, he's clever like that. Yeah. And you know his whole thing is like he even says in the documentary like my kids and and my girlfriends uh, they come second to the tigers and what we're doing here. And and it, the whole thing that it, it shows is it seems as though he brings these women in young, and then he, you know, because that one girl that, that worked for him, um, and then she was living, I forget where, somewhere up north, yeah. but she was saying, like, in order to rise in the ranks, you should, it's... Get it's implants. Kind of all this implants, stuff, and yeah. you should sleep with them on. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help the case of, like, and, and him kind of self-proclaiming to, like, be lord... You know, it, it just right. doesn't it doesn't help the case it's, to make it sound like it's it sounds not like a cult. Yeah. Also yeah. on Netflix, the You're documentary. Right. Uh, well, it's a documentary series, but like explained. So like different things explained. There's one that's called Cults Explained, and it breaks down the characteristics of a cult, and like it's things like a charismatic leader, and like is and religion a cult? Think about that for a second. No. I don't know it's kind of off topic there. It, it could be argued. Well, people argue it, but no. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. No, but you got. I didn't so come prepared you, for that conversation. Yeah, 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 so you got, you got, you got, like, no. I mean, it, it can be argued, but no. When you look at Colts, and the thing is with him is the whole idea is that the women are free to leave, and whoever works for them are free to leave. But here's the thing: hmm. is that uh, because they because they get, you know, especially like the the girl that ended up leaving and right. she went went back home or wherever she moved to is that she came she came as a young woman um 
she didn't want to do school. I don't think she did school, at least not at that time. She just wanted something to to feel fulfilled and all that. And he sold this this dream, which okay, it could be fulfilling to work with tigers or whatnot. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, the way it, it's not that the women can't leave, but it makes it extremely hard because they dedicate so much of their lives. They feel like if you have a pet at home, like I love my dog, and like trying to divorce like if someone was like i'm gonna take your dog away from you that would be awful and i would want to do whatever i could to be with my dog this is the same it's, thing it's that they domestic get with their violence it, it's the same thing that you're getting with tigers that they they raise them they feed them they live their days 12 hour 13 15 hour days that they are with those tigers and so they don't want to leave and so the the thing is they're working every day time i'm sure they have some of that camp goggles mm. time goes by really quick but the other thing is they're not getting paid a whole ton. So although they're free to leave, to do what? They have no education. They're probably pressed to find a job. They feel tied to the Tigers and that, that, that zoo there, and they don't have any money to go do anything with. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't go get an education with $100 a month, even if I save for four years. Like, yeah. I, I, And so they, they kind of get to this point where, okay, well, I'm being fed, I have housing, I'm getting paid I'll, something. I'll accept uh, a little bit of abuse. And they're doing something what I love, yeah. like what I love. And so they're like, and, and it's an easy selling point for him to say, hey, it takes this much money a year to feed a, a tiger. It takes this much to keep this open. In order for us, to, we've all got to pitch in and we all have to take some sacrifices. And so here's how we do that. And so it's it's going into that higher calling that they feel like they can say, yeah, I'll accept that. And by the time they think, okay, I want to do something else in my life, they haven't met anyone. They have no other community than them. Mm. So it's harder to get away. But then this is talking, like a lot of this is talking like with the cats as the, like as the purpose, as the right. as the calling. But then as the show progresses, again, and it gets further away from that. Mm-hmm. And talking about like entering Jeff Lowe and some of the oh, other. Yeah. Well, so that's the last bit yeah. I wanted to talk about real quick. Is we talked about Carol, we talked about Joe and his, and then they go to to, to Doc. Um, the last part is referring to him getting so desperate and so low. You see what there I did you there? Go. I saw that. Um, that he gets Jeff on here, Jeff yep. Lowe, who is a, a, an investor of some sort, yep. and then to because we had to. Semi, not wrap wrap it up, but um, talk about Jeff coming in, and then the whole plot, the 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 big finale, yeah, is did he hire a hitman to take out Carol yeah. Baskins? Jeff Lowe and, and, is and a Jeff punk. Lowe. Yeah. He is the he is. Why do why do you say uh, what, what, Jeff? What Lowe, from the show that got you that? Okay. Jeff Lowe, he, he just seems very scummy. And mm-hmm. he seems like he will backstab anyone. You you hear he kind of says that too a little bit. In, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he has said after the fact that he is happy with his portrayal on the show. The only person really that, that, said that. that has said that. Yeah. Yes, and that is what that's what's mind blowing to me. And Will Mayfield was here a little bit earlier. Shout out to my brother Will, and was discussing it. And it was like person one who's worked with Jeff is like, oh, he seems like a good guy. Person two is like, no, he's like... Shady. Yeah, he's shady. And then like 
person three enters and both of them are like, no, he's shady. And he's like, no, he seems like a good guy. And then it's just like this continual thing. Like you must be a dang good con well, man and, and to yeah. keep on. He seems like a comment and you see, so he had big cats um, when he was like a younger adult, but in all honesty, the way they portray him on the show was that he, he tries to sell it as like he loves the big cats on. But to me, what it seemed like was that he, like, it was a cool thing because it was a status symbol for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he has them so that way he can get women, so he can yes. get into prestige. And so it's never about the love of taking care of animals. It's literally just his status symbol and what he can do with them. Right. And, yeah. and, and, you know, he had that house that was in Vegas, but you find out he was only renting it or something. And then, and then he was behind he on payments on his Ferrari. Yes. And it's like this, he he somehow had the ability to come in and say, oh, okay, I can front you this money, wherever that money came from. I read um, afterwards that a lot of his money that he made, he worked with the Knievel brothers um, when they were doing like Daredevil stuff. And he, I think, briefly worked for Prince doing something, but like... Not that much money. No, that that's what's crazy is it's like, I don't understand how he was such a good con man and able to convince. I know that things were ter- like the situation at the GW Zoo was terrible and stuff, but like how he was able to come in and then at the end convincing Tim Stark, one of the other guys who always has a monkey with him, like convincing him to bring all of his animals, all of an- his money. Another zoo yeah. owner from Ohio. Yes. Which yes. he ends up at the very end saying that was the stupidest thing I ever did. I, I will never work he, with him. He, he lost his business. Yes, yeah. he's no longer business. Literally losing everything, and that's what that's to, what to is so intriguing and blows my mind is yeah. that he was able to convince so many people to go into business with him, knowing like knowing with Joe that Joe didn't have the money that not I don't think Rick Kirkham had this idea that he was going to just like buy the rights to Joe and then take him out. But I think Jeff Lowe knew coming in, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this zoo. And then, like, when maybe when things get figured out with Carol or whatever it is, like, I'm going to own it and I can do whatever I want with it. And mm-hmm. so it just is like. See, and I think he's so, he, he, he's so like a con man and manipulative that he was able to find Joe at his lowest point, but he was also able to find a deep weakness in Carol Baskin, knowing that there was all this inner turmoil and that he kept talking about wanting to essentially kill Carol, Carol Baskins, that he, I think he found his way of saying, I can I can buy this zoo, but I can do it with ev- without ever having to front or show money by destroying Joe and taking over all of his stuff, by putting everything in my name, by doing all that, he Joe's going to continue to front stuff. Joe's desperate. He 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 and picked exactly, up on Joe's, it. And exactly, Joe's Joe's desperate, and he, you know he's he because you can even see he doesn't really care about the animals. Like one of his first things was that he wanted to move it to Vegas, and he wanted to. Uh, he started doing like a party bus chauffeur that he put the animals in, and it failed. And it failed. And the whole thing was like you can see he's trying to use that to wield what he wants and his power and what he desires. And and trying to to what he like wants to get out of it yeah. more than the you know, love of you, it. You know, talk about the perspectives of documentaries or whatever. You know, David Spade has that show on Comedy Central, but they're doing a lot of. Uh, you should go watch it after this. He's been interviewing. I've been watching YouTube clips of the different casts and different people. Like the one armed lady was on there. Um, a couple of the guys that worked at the zoo. 
and each one of them, you know, say, yeah, there's some things that are a little twisted, some things that are pretty dead on, you know, like every documentary. And, you know, and they're pretty nice people, and they're, like, very appreciative to be on the show or whatever. Jeff Lowe is the only person who's, like, straight up, like, still the same villain yeah. that he was on the show. He's like, yeah, I'm a villain, whatever, like, what yeah. do you do about it? So I was like, ooh, I just don't like Man. Even if he didn't do the whole thing with setting up Joe... It just seems like he's just not a good person. Dude. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? Every single, I mean, really all of these like things that happened in the show can be boiled down to like prestige and money. And mm-hmm. like the way that they like all turned on each other at the very end. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Who's the who's the bigger guy? I to, can't remember. Something like, Garrett. Uh, the informant yeah. guy. He kind of informed on everybody to the government, which, so I have two questions left. And the first one is the big one is did Joe so Joe Exotic, semi main character of the show, is in jail for um, hiring a murder for uh, hire, murder for hire, and trying to hire this guy to assassinate. Uh, actually, you only get assassinated if you're awesome. Uh, just murder just when it's Carol Baskins. Um, see what I did there? So there. Anyways, um, <laughs> did you know that as the difference between assassinate yeah. and murder? Yeah. Anyways. Um, and it was like three thousand dollars or whatever, and there's pretty clear if he was like three thousand dollars. Heck yeah, go murder him. I'll pay you half now and half later. Yeah. I, to me, that's like that's kind of straightforward. Maybe was he serious? Maybe he wasn't. But all I'm saying is, if he had murdered him and he came back for Joe, I bet Joe would have paid him. And yeah. so for me, it's like that's kind of guilty. Yeah. But. Do y'all, what do y'all think about that? Do you think it's shady? I think, I think the way the Netflix documentary puts it, um, again, there could be spins, there could be this or that. They, they spin that there is doubt, reasonable doubt, to at least think that he didn't do it. I, but they also, they also show a lot of evidence saying like he's been wanting to do this for a right. long time. I, I'm not going to go as far to say that I don't think Joe didn't do it or didn't have a play in it. But I do think, uh, uh, what was his name? Lowe? Uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Lowe. Not Rob Lowe. Yeah, not Rob Lowe. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, uh, huge supporter no, of the podcast. Yeah, appreciate sorry. appreciate Rob. Uh, uh, which, Jeff Lowe <laughs> and uh, his buddy that was hired to do yeah. it. I definitely think they had a lot to do with it more than what is on the show. And that's what I think yeah. is so fascinating and what I don't know if excited for is the you right th- word, yeah. but I think that they poke and prodded Joe a little bit to make him do it. Yes. I think that there is going to be over, like, I don't think that this is done. Like at the end yeah, of the documentary, no. like they said, yeah. they're going to release another episode, but I, I think that, um, for, um, what's his name? James Garrettson, that's the yeah, okay, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Garrettson, Jeff Lowe. The bald dude. Yeah, for, right. For all of them, I do think that there's going to be like more to come. Oh, for sure. So this is the last question is, and this is the big one. This is the one y'all don't even know I'm going to ask, is watching the show. You got Joe Exotic. You got Doc. You got Carol. You got Tim. You got Jeff. You got all these characters. So the question is, who is the Tiger King. Mm. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? See what I did there? I, I think that's kind of... the uh, the Tiger who, King? The, the, the guy who got arrested for drugs in uh, Florida that's still doing stuff. What was his name? The He was in the documentary. You don't remember that guy? 
The guy got arrested for Florida. Drugs. He he was do, being a he was a big oh drug oh that guy that dad. guy oh yeah the yeah. Uh, the drug oh, dude the mafia guy I think yeah. I think yes. I forgot about him I think he's the king he is the he, king he keeps a low profile he keeps things somewhat clean now ever since everything but uh, and he's got a mansion dude that thing and he's huge. A, and he's able to like I forgot all about that yeah I think uh, there's there's he's your the, tiger king he is dude. Yeah. And you know he's still got that drug money because that mansion is huge. And he's like, I don't do a whole lot now. And it's like, how do you not do a whole lot? Oh, because he saved it all. I mean, yeah. when you fly under the radar and can do stuff like that, that's when, like, because the thing, the thing about Joe is, like, wanting to go into politics and, like, wanting to be this, like, huge uh, reality TV um, personality and things like mm-hmm. that. He, wanna be, he wanted to be the top dog so bad he was willing to do anything. But here's this guy that's from Florida that is top dog making crazy money or keep having crazy money, has a big old zoo, like, does his thing, but he is so far under the radar, and he's just kind of like, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. That's when you know someone's, like, they got their stuff so, together. So you think he's – but you're saying Joe's the Tiger King? No, I, well, I think that – he got, I mean, he got what he wanted for the most part, which was like Joe Exotic to be one of the most recognizable names, yep. like, because I we can't even remember that guy's name. That's in that's Florida, true. In yeah, that's true. But like everyone knows the Tiger King, like Joe Exotic. That's going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, for I yeah, mean yeah, yeah, for yeah. years to come, oh, that is sure. going to be recognized. Carol Baskins and, and yeah. they they are going to be remembered and recognized and like. If that's what they wanted, then that's what they got. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, if I had to say who I think the Tiger King is, I'm gonna say it's all of us, really. Mm. You know, because deep, uh, deep. you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Um, I would say that they're definitely trying to say like the Tiger King is someone who is going to be the highest on their pedestal, and I think what they were trying to say is each one in their own mind, has their own kingdom and their own crown. Mm. Whether it's Joe Exotic in Oklahoma doing his own crown and how he was trying to seek it, or Doc in Myrtle Beach and how he was trying to seek his kingdom, or Carol, or Tim, or the guy in Florida, we can't think of his name, the drug lord, how they're all trying to have their own Tiger King crown. But ultimately, each one of them has had more failure than they had success because they thought the kingdom was bigger than you know the king so anyways that's what i don't know i don't know if that made sense at all but like um the show is worth watching if only for uh howard and carol's uh wedding pictures oh um, man and also for the mon- she's allergic to cats people and also for the montage at the very end of james garrettson on the jet ski just <laughs> Just fiending, riding through on his jet ski. And for Joe Exotic's uh, music, I'm going to Which, buy one of his CDs. Yeah, I, it should I heard. it should be noted that he didn't sing any. Oh, of his you song. can tell he doesn't sing any <laughs> song. Like that wasn't even a question, but I still want to buy it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'll listen on the ra- like just like on the CD, oh, jamming man, the windows absolutely. down. No, I, like, Let's I, go. I checked. I I listened to New Music Friday on Spotify every week. Pretty much listened through it. And the very, very last song on the playlist is, uh, it's either Here Kitty Kitty or I Saw a Tiger. Uh, one of his songs. Oh, so they've released it on Spotify? They're, they've released two of them. They've released oh, Here yeah. Kitty oh, Kitty nice. and I Saw a Tiger. Can't wait. Um, well, before we wrap it up, um, just want to say thank you all for listening to today's episode sponsored by Netflix Tiger King. Um, thank you for all your sponsorship. But like we do every episode, we end it with a little nugget of wisdom. Um, I think I'm just going to start calling it that, the nugget of wisdom. 
Um, we'll get some stickers made, some shirts made. Um, so what is watching this whole series? And one of the very first things uh, y'all mentioned that I really like was the we had this void to fill fulfillment. And like during this quarantine time, I think Tiger King was at its peak yeah. because people had time to sit down. Yeah. Whereas like Blackfish was a slow burner. Talking about yeah. like documentaries, and then there's some shows too that like spread like wildfire, like Stranger Things when it first came out. People were like, you gotta watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those are a little slow burners. I think Tiger King with the time and the people filling the void was a really good. Um, marketing just looked yeah, out. Yeah. So what is your little nugget of wisdom after watching all seven episodes and reading all about it and all that stuff? It's... I, I would say uh, power of money can corrupt. Um, I, I, I caution watching this only because yeah. I think it's very entertaining, but it is very dark. Yeah, it is dark. Um, and it is, it is dark. it's not something you want to watch with a family. And, yeah. and if you haven't watched it, it is entertaining in the sense that it keeps you entertained, but... In all honesty, like it, it's not uplifting. It's not yeah. wholesome. It's not going to make you feel like it, it, it's it's pretty dark. And so, I, I guess the takeaway from that for me was that, um, you know, I, especially being a more, uh, you know, I, I think through the lens of religion, especially Christianity, and and my beliefs is just that pride and all that can really destroy your life, yeah. and and. That's what it. That's that's my imagination of like living hell, where yeah. there's no grace, there's no truth, there's no mercy, there's no nothing. I already said that once, but I I just I'd watch that and I'm like, man, this this is just in all honesty, again, entertaining, but it's just kind of trash. Like it's just yeah. it's just trash TV, and so, um, uh, just focus on what's really important in life and what we've learned from that is it's not about power it's not about money it's not about influence because those things can corrupt you or you can use them in wrong ways but how can you be uplifting and caring for people um in a true sense whether you have those resources or whether you don't for sure Asher? um i think for me um a part of it would be that you can look for fulfillment in pretty much anything and that I believe, and I think we all believe um, very strongly that, like, if you look for that in anything outside of Jesus, then you won't find it. Um, you will eventually, while it, you may be at some point in your life, Joe Exotic running for governor, and, like, feel like thing, you're on top of the world, you are the biggest, like, name in whatever, that at some point that comes to an end. And at some point, like, that comes to deep depression, that comes to just a complete lack of life and fulfillment. And so I think you can look for it in those things, and I think that's what it is, just kind of a microcosm of, like, sort of where we're at right now, of people looking for everything to fill them. Um, And I really hope that people can take away from it that, like, that is not fulfilling, that while it it may seem like it at the time, that that is not Mm -hmm. fulfilling. Like, it's not something I'd recommend to my parents um, or a lot of different people. I like think like I like the th- the thinking aspect of it and pondering and looking at it from different perspectives and discussing it, um, but it is dark. Um, if I had to plug another show, it'd be Lego Masters. The finale yes. is next week, and it is an awesome show. Dude, I, I well, love that's kind of that's kind of like Ash. What you're saying is it's with all this stuff that you're you're 
you're building up your identity and you're putting it in false things that when they're going to crumble. You know, we, we all get older. We all, um, we, you know, we, we're not going to keep the same jobs. Forever. We're not going to be top dogs. Forever. We're not going to be able to do all this. But when you put your identity into that and you put that, it's like building a house on sand and it's going to get wiped away. But when you can have a good foundation, understand like my identity isn't in these things. My identity is more in, in other things that when, the physical things or the money or the looks or whatever come and go, you're not left in that deep depression or like, who am I? Or you get to these, these pits of who you are and, and, and you get angry and, and you turn out like these people on the, the, or on the documentary, you, you, you actually like still find fulfillment and you see that the, the, the goodness in, um, just everyday life and even the changing of seasons. Yeah. It's like my old buddy, I had a friend back in college, his name was Chance, and he was a rapper. He says, believe in the kingdom, not in the kings, you know what I mean? Mm. So let's go there. True. Um, And just remember that not all that is gold glitters, you know what I mean? All because you think this thing is going to be fancy and fulfilling doesn't mean it's going to be. So just remember that and know that uh, we love you, we support you, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. Um, don't forget we're on Spotify, on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps us get picked up and noticed um, through the way that Apple works. So we really appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram. DM us if you have any Tiger King thoughts. Asher, Nathan, thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. We love you all, and we'll see you next time on GWB.